Blog Talk Radio. It's time now for the Conqueror's Cafe Show. Your hour of empowerment and inspiration with your host, Twyla Reed, author of Broken Wings. Here we encourage you to spread your broken wings and keep soaring by the power of God as you transform your tragedies into empowering moments. Thank you for joining us today. We are here every Sunday night at 7 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We have a very special guest today that's here to share their testimony of hope and healing with us all. So don't move because you are definitely in for a treat today here on the Conqueror's Cafe. Good evening, good evening, good evening, everyone, and welcome back to the Conqueror's Cafe show. I am your host, Twyla Reed, also known as your Tragedy to Strategy Mentor. Happy Sunday, everyone. What an awesome day to just give God thanks for just being God all by himself. As you all know, I'm the author of Broken Wings, which is a true story of a mother's unwavering love for her son in the aftermath of a horrific car accident, which left him in a coma, paralyzed, and with a severe traumatic brain injury. That mother and son is my son and I, and this book is our journey through his recovery. It is our testimony of hope and healing, of how we used prayer and perseverance to overcome the hardship we endured during that time. I'm also the founder and CEO of Broken Wings Incorporated, a 501c3 nonprofit organization established to provide awareness about traumatic brain injury to communities while providing support, resources, tips, and prevention insights. We educate and empower and enlighten brain injury survivors, their caregivers, as well as their family members by teaching them how to create the life they desire in spite of the challenges and devastation that accompany head injuries. We provide real-time working strategies to ideal well-being. A few of my books include Affirmations for the Mind, Body, and Soul, which is a guide for survivors of traumatic events. You know, oftentimes after surviving a tragedy, life can become chaotic and hectic, and you may feel like you just want to quit and throw in the towel. The challenges can become so overwhelming, they can literally push you into isolation. But this is the time that you cannot give up, and it is definitely the time that you cannot give in. It's the time to truly understand the power of your words because it is through your words that you speak that you are going to find strength and the will to turn your situation around. It is through your words that you're going to find joy. It is through your words that you are going to find peace and you are going to realize that you truly do possess the power to turn your tragedy into triumph. Another one of my books, What Do You Do When Caregivers Need Caregiving? So many times caregivers never stop to realize the importance of taking care of themselves while taking care of others. And I know this firsthand, guys, because being a caregiver now for over 18 years, I am often one who always put my needs on the back burner, whether it's uh, something as simple as going and get a massage, just some simple self-care tip, or just taking a moment to walk outside and, and take in some fresh air. Sometimes I lose myself in the caregiving process. In this book, I share techniques and strategies that every caregiver needs to walk away with to help them obtain the peace of mind that they need and the reassurance that they need to continue on their caregiving journey. And many of you may know, but November is National Caregivers Month. And um, if you are a caregiver and you are one who may feel unappreciated and feel that you're just so overwhelmed that the challenges are just too much to bear. I just want to encourage you to just hang in there and just keep pressing forward and keep persevering because this too shall pass. Um, my latest book, From Tragedy to Working Strategies, is actually a guide to help not only caregivers but just survivors of traumatic events. You know, 
as a survivor of a traumatic event, the remainder of your life is really dependent upon how you navigate the untimely events that occur. And your ability to persevere after being thrust into bleak circumstances and uncertain outcomes is really the most valuable trait that you must absorb. Your capacity to live through the unforeseen hardships and challenges that accompany tragedies will test you daily. And in this book, you will be empowered and learn how to turn those tragedies around into working strategies to help you create the life that you desire in spite of any challenges that you may be facing. You will walk away with an understanding of how a positive mindset can literally change the trajectory of your purpose in life as you embark upon your new journey of becoming the strategist of your own destiny. And I would, uh, and I have to also uh, let you guys know that being that this is November, um, um, our book, Confessions of a Caregiver, will be released the end of this month. That's right. Uh, myself, along with six other caregivers, we are coming together and we are pouring our hearts out on paper. That's right. Brutally Honest Chronicles of Caregiving. We are going to share with you the challenges that we face on a daily basis. You're going to walk away laughing. You're going to walk away crying. But you're going to walk away with a better understanding and a better appreciation of what a caregiver really endures and what we really uh, go through on a day-to-day basis. And so I want to um, um, remind you guys uh, to just stay tuned. Uh, you will be hearing more information about that. And all of my books can be ordered from my website at www.twilareed.com, on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, as well as Books a Million. Please visit my website to secure your copy today. Happy Sunday. I am so excited about today. Uh, we have an amazing show today. It's been a beautiful day here in Savannah, Georgia, and I just want to thank you guys for joining us on today. As you all know, uh, we got an extra hour of sleep today, and I don't know about you, but I am grateful, and I thank God for the extra hour of sleep. It's just something about getting that extra hour of sleep. However, comma, I tell you, it takes a toll on me uh, for probably about a week or two afterwards. I, I get so sleepy in the middle of the day. I just don't know what the time change does. Um, I know um, in Arizona, they don't uh, practice daylight savings time. So sometimes I wish that it would just be that way across the board. And But, you know, hey, you know, some things we just can't control. Here on the Conference Cafe, we highlight authors and entrepreneurs as well as survivors of traumatic events who have made it out victorious, and now they're here to share their testimony of hope and healing with the world, to offer encouragement and inspiration to others as they travel their own personal journey. For today's episode or any of our other episodes, please visit our website at www.conferencecafe.com. We also invite you to like, follow, and share our Facebook page at www.facebook.com forward slash Cafe. So if you or someone you know have experienced a tragic event, I invite you to contact me. Let's create the life that you desire in spite of the challenges you may be facing so that you too can become the strategist of your own destiny. It is now time for our devotional reading for today. I am going to be reading um, from the book of John, Come and I'm going to be reading from the King James Version. John 16 and verse number 33. John 16, verse 33. And it reads, These things I have spoken unto you, that in me ye may have peace, in the world ye shall have tribulation. But be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. And I want to talk just for a few minutes about why we praise. Why we praise. It is a known fact amongst believers that 
there will be much tribulation for us. When I mean, when I say tribulation, I mean problems and trials and challenges and et cetera. In fact, Peter encouraged us in 1 Peter 4 and 12 where he said, Beloved, think it not strange concerning the fiery trials, which is to try you as though some strange thing happened unto you. As long as we are in this flesh, on this earth, in this world, the troubles we experience should not be a surprise. For me, it isn't that we must endure troubles, but how we endure them. I think it's really important how we endure them. It's easy to smile and speak confidently of God's love and and care after a trial is over. But what is our demeanor like while we are in the thick of the trial, when things are at their worst? What are we saying then? What is our testimony then? This is the place where our confession means the most. While we are in the valley of the shadow of death, while we're feeling the pain and the pressure of our trial, this is the place where our actions speak the loudest. In my humblest opinion, we should be as strong, if not stronger, in the discouraging times that we are in, our good times. In fact, this is the time that our confession of God's power should be most often heard. It is then that our songs of praise will be most melodious, like Paul and Silas in prison, who sang until uh, they sang and they prayed until, unto God until the earth shook. And they were free from their chains. And if you ask me, I don't believe that they worshiped in order to be free. I truly believe that they worshiped because they loved the one that they worshiped. And their current circumstances would not stop them from worshiping. In today's church, we praise to get a breakthrough and we may dance to get free. Whatever happened to just praising God because he's worthy or just worshiping him because we love him? Has our celebration of God and his power turned into a key to get out of trouble or a selfish desire to be free of tribulation? Perish the thought. Yes, no matter what the circumstance, no matter what the trial or triumph, good day or bad day, Our love for God and our walk with him must remain unchanged. We live in peace while there is war and joy, while surrounded by sorrow, and while things may have changed, our God has not, and he will never change. This is what empowers us in tribulation. This is why our confession is unchanged. God is still who he is before the trouble came. He still loves us. He's still strong. He's still with us. So why wouldn't you praise him? Why should we be depressed and anxious? We will continue to shower our love on him, and our confidence in God will not be shaken. We will do as Paul inspired the church to do in 1 Thessalonians 5 and 18. We will give thanks in everything. Why? Because we love him. So that, my friend, is why we praise. Amen, amen, amen. I want to give a quick shout-out to our sponsors, Broken Wings Incorporated, a 501c3 nonprofit organization designed to provide awareness about traumatic brain injuries to communities while providing support, resources, tips, and brain injury prevention insights. So if you are a survivor of a traumatic brain injury or a caregiver, please visit our website for more information at www.brokenwingsinc.org or please call 912-335-3799. Sister Scent, for personalized candles and gift baskets for any occasion, please contact Nashari Davenport at 205-514-0866. Shipping is available. Again, contact Nashari Davenport at 205-514-0866 for your custom-made, personalized gift baskets and candles. The Birmingham Slayers, if you live in the Birmingham, Alabama area, and you're looking for an organization where your child can be a part of the team 
where together everyone truly achieves more, a place where dance is a part of who they are as they encompass unity like never before. The so Birmingham Flares is who they need to con- contact and connect with. Please contact Ms. V at 479-899-2618 for more details. If you have a business or an event that you would like to have advertised on our show, please contact me at info at Twilight for details. We have an amazing show lined up for you all this evening. You are definitely in for a treat. Our guest is a published author, a true woman of faith, a true survivor. She's filled with wisdom to empower, educate, and enlighten you. So I want you all to just simply relax, kick your shoes off, grab your cup of tea as we prepare to be blessed by this truly anointed vessel. But first, we are going to take a quick break. So don't you go anywhere because we will be right back. Hello, this is Francia Noble of FranciaNoble.com. And you are listening to the Conqueror's Cafe radio show.
all that I need. How many of you know that he is all that we need? Welcome back to the Conqueror's Cafe. I am your host, Twyla Reed. And again, we have an amazing show lined up for you on this evening. Our guest, Ms. Margaret Lawlich, is a believer, a lover of family, friends, and others. She's a relentless optimist and a certified laughter leader. She earned her MS and MA degrees in midlife and enjoyed a 31-year career as a clinician and teacher within mental health. Margaret is a grandma and great-grandma who writes stories and nonfiction to help readers find their gifts and life and live their own definition of success to the glory of God. So put your hands together and help me welcome Margaret Riley. Well, hello, Margaret. How are you? I'm doing fine, Twyla. Thank Looking you. forward Thank to this. You. Yes, ma'am, and so am I. Thank you so much for being here with us. We are truly honored to have you as a guest on the show this evening. Thank you. Well, now, you have uh, Go ahead, Margaret. I just said you had quite a few questions, and I'm just kind of getting used to this uh, delay here as I gather my thoughts. So fire away. <laughs> well, let's do this because I want you to unwind and be relaxed, and we're just going to have a conversation. I read your bio. But I want you to just say hello to the listeners just in your own special way. Well, I just want to thank everybody for taking the time to share this with us. It's so exciting for me, and it means the world. Because, you know, without listeners or readers, then all the things that we might think we're doing are really meaningless. You are the most important part of the show. Oh, that is great. Awesome. Well, let's go ahead and get started, Margaret. So, uh, always, the very first question, we always go back to when your writing first began. So, I want you to go back and talk about when you first started writing and what inspired you to do so. Okay. Well, if I, I tried thinking about how far back did I start writing, and I think I have to go back to fifth grade or maybe even before then when I could scribble, <laughs> but um, I, I, just, I just had a wild imagination, and I enjoyed writing and telling stories. None were real keepers, mind you, but, but I wrote them, um, and I also loved poetry. That was a much more serious thing, and it helped me express much of the angst of being a teenager. Um, matter of fact, it still does now that I'm a queenager. <laughs> I like that. I always thought I'd write fiction and poetry, but lately I am drawn into nonfiction. So who knows what the future holds? It's well, never I dull. tell you, as as a queenager, which I love that, you just never know what the future holds when you're writing because one, there are so many life lessons you've learned. There's so much wisdom that you have now that you can just pour into your readers. So with that being said, if you could tell your younger writing self anything at all, what would it be? Probably to keep writing and maybe take it a little more seriously, maybe not just write it and hide it away. Um, yeah, I think I think that would be about it. Write and keep going. Which is great uh, because uh, I think, like you said, Take it more serious. You know, when we're young and we, when we're just starting to write, whether it's in a journal or a diary or just, you know, writing short stories or fairy tales, you know, sometimes we, as, as a child, I remember writing in my diary, you know, I would just write things and just put it away and, and hide it up under my mattress, but I never really took to heart, you know, really what was being birthed inside of me, what was developing and and what was really occurring at the time. 
So I think that's really great advice that you that you just spoke there to just really take it serious. It doesn't matter what the content is to really just take it serious. Yeah, and I think as the years go by, if you if you have saved any of your early work, you go back and reread it, and it's it's a blessing and it's a laugh and maybe some tears, but it's just very educational, and it really gives you a landmark for the progress you've made and the things you've done, the things that God has done in you. Absolutely. Now let's talk about your book, Overcome Depression. In regards to your book, what's the genre of your book, which we know is nonfiction, but what is the inspiration behind the title of this book? Well, I was blessed to spend 31 years working in mental health, and among that time, I was able to work with some wonderful other teachers and psychiatrists, psychologists. We were able to develop a recovery skills curriculum, and then I got the pleasure of teaching that curriculum for a lot of years. I learned so much and learned that there is so much we can do that we have within us. And I wanted to share that. Of course, in the hospital, I could never share faith in God freely because it was a state institution. But outside of that, I'm not limited, so I can really just go for it. So the book, it's designed to inform and support self-help efforts. Hopefully, it's got lots of inspiration holding it together. And uh, the title itself I played around with more symbolic or fancier titles, but I chose that one because I want to be clear about what readers can expect to find in the book, which is a lot of information, yes, but an awful lot of uh, letting you know you have more power than you think you have. You have gifts that you may not have unwrapped yet. And I really, really want to encourage people to do that, to get into it. You have great hope. We have a lot of power in our divine design, whether we recognize it or not. I like that, Margaret. You said we have power in our divine design. I like that. Uh, and, and I want you to, right there, that point right there, I want you to just just elaborate a little bit more on that, what you just said, having power in our divine design. Okay. Well, depression can beat us down, and it it grows in the dark, you know? Along with our fears and our questions and our feelings, we can get down to where we think we're hopeless and we're helpless and we don't have any control. And I want people to know depression is not a sin. It's not a character flaw or a failure of faith. It's not totally hopeless. It is something that you do have gifts within that you you can use to help you cope with that. And I want to share that. So I spend a, a bit of time, the first 10 chapters in the book, kind of like, this is your brain, and this is how it works, and did you know you have the power to change the way it works? And then in the second part, we get into the psychology of it and some of the evidence-based treatments that are available and dispel some myths, I hope, and give some encouragement and lots and lots of strategies. And then the third part of the book is all about your body. You get to choose what you eat, what you drink, what you do, how you move and where you go or not, and there's a lot of power in there too. So I just wanted to wrap that all up and reach out to people and say, please don't lay there and think that you have to be in that state stuck because you don't. I'm not saying that there's a magic pill or a a perfect cure that you can instantly lay hold of, but I am saying God designed us with abilities and gifts that need to unwrap and use, and you have that within you. Yes, we do, Margaret. Now, in, 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 in your book, you talk about clinical depression and what it is and what it is not. So I want you right. to tell our listeners what clinical depression is and what it is not. Okay. Well, I've already started with some of the what it's not. It's not yeah. your failure. It's not character flaw. It's not melodramatic acting. It's not all-powerful. <laughs> depression is 
caused by a, a number of things. It could be genetic, it could be biological, it could be circumstantial, it could be things that have gone on in your life, or it could be, you know, something medical going on with your diet, or, you know, there's just so many things that can contribute to that. But there are also things you can do about it. So what depression is, it, it does affect brain chemistry. I'm not going to say all of it is caused by brain chemistry, but there certainly is effect. And I don't know if we'll ever really know how much is caused and how much is effect. But if you are stuck in a loop of depression, you feel that your options are dwindling, your strength and energy fades away, and you can feel like you're in the bottom of, a, of an abyss and that there is no way out. And I want to let people know there is a bottom to that abyss. And even if you're laying flat out on it and all you can do is cry, if you look up, there is light. And God can reach down and you can reach up. And between you, you can come up off the bottom. So that's that's really the message of my heart. There are some really practical strategies you can use. There are some things you need to know. And I wanted to share all of that. So that's kind of where we're at. The clinical description of depression means that you have had symptoms such as, oh, insomnia or eating too much or too little, getting too much or too little sleep, feeling hopeless, fatigued, worried, um, just that hopeless, awful, icky feeling. And it lasts for more than two weeks. If that describes you, then I would encourage you, go, get yourself checked out, see a doctor. It's not something you're making up. It could be something biological going on that you can take action against. Awesome. Awesome advice there. You said it's not your failure. And because it is not your failure, that is the time where you need to realize that you can actually tap into the power of your divine design and and snap out of it. And and like you said, if you find yourself uh, uh, feeling this way for a week or two weeks or more, then it is time for you to, you know, you have to use wisdom and it's time to go see someone and go talk to someone. And a lot of times people are so against going to uh, um, seek counseling or, or going to see a physician because of the way that they're feeling. So um, what can you say to those people that may be listening that say, you know, I'm, I'm ashamed that I feel like this, and, and I really don't want people to know. I really don't want to go talk to someone. What would you say to someone listening that may be feeling like that? I would say that's the reason. That was the driving passion behind my book, because I would hear it from Christian friends outside of work, you know, when people know what you do for a living and what you're what you're versed in, then if there's any question in their mind that occurs in their life, you're probably going to hear about it if they're friends of yours. So I would hear. But I would also hear the horrible things we do to ourselves. Like, if I had real faith, I wouldn't feel this way. You know, how can I call myself a Christian and feel like it's just not worth it and there is no hope? What What about the joy of the Lord? Aren't I supposed to have that? And yes, you are, but there's a mistaken belief that the joy of the Lord takes the place of any other human emotion you might have. And the problem with that is we still live in a fallen world. So the joy of the Lord is always with you, always. But it's not necessarily in place of hard times, hard feelings, and things you have to contend with. It's in addition to. We are never left alone. But you're going to have your share of pain. Uh, And our perfect example of that, our Lord himself grieved. Uh, We had so many examples in Scripture where, you know, big-time prophets. um, Elijah felt like he should just sit down and die because he couldn't handle what was happening at that moment in his humanity. But God knows us right down to our bones. He knows we're dust, and he loves us anyway. And we need to hang in there and keep on going. We just have to keep going. So there are, you know, there are things that we can do to help ourselves. I would tell anybody listening who is feeling that way, there's no winners in the blame game. Don't blame yourself. Don't blame anybody else. And if you've been sitting there perhaps looking at someone else who is a believer and suffering depression, 
don't please don't judge them don't don't think that it's a lack of faith because it's not it's you know there's so much that goes into it and it is something that we can help each other with you know um i'm glad we went in that direction because as uh, a believer we do we hear that so much uh, when we start to maybe fall into a state of depression or, or a state of sadness and and uh you know and feel like you just kind of want to give up and and that's the first thing that the world or not even the world is other christians can look at other christians and say well how can you feel that way where's your faith why don't you just believe that god can bring you out of it i like that you said the joy of the lord it is there the joy of the lord is our strength but it is in addition to the other things the other emotions the trials and the tribulations that we are going to go through in life just because we go through those things, it does not mean that we don't uh, uh, believe that, that the Lord is going to bring us out. And so I'm glad that you touched on that, Margaret, because I think it's important that believers truly understand that uh, we're not exempt from those feelings. We're not exempt from those trials and those tribulations that are going to come. As a matter of fact, I truly believe that as a Christian and as a believer, we will experience more of those things. Agreed. That's uh, kind of a running joke for us, isn't it? When things keep on going wrong and you're trying to do right, you have to sit back every now and then and just say, wow, I must be on the right track because I'm sure hitting opposition. Yes, we say that often. I know I do. <laughs> yep, me too. So Now, there's, there's another part um, in the book you talk about, and I want you to share briefly, ants at the picnic. Let the, let the listeners know what ants stand for. Okay. Uh, I I borrowed this from the literature and from Dr. Daniel Amen, who uses it very effectively. But A-N-T, the ants, that's automatic negative thinking. And that's something that all of us probably fall into more often than we would like to admit. Um, the automatic negative thoughts like, well, you know, I can't do that, or uh-oh, I walked in the room and they stopped talking. They must be talking about me. Uh, the things that we do to ourselves in our self-talk with these negative thoughts. So he he likened it to ants at a picnic. One or two ants aren't going to be too much trouble. But if they start swarming your picnic, uh, it can ruin a wonderful thing. And so we need to be on guard for that, and we need to be able to know how to fight back. And we can. That's the good news. We can. Absolutely, and and I like that you say we can fight back because uh, what I teach, uh, when you you have to pull that thought down immediately. Once that negative thought, that automatic negative thinking starts, once that thought enters into your brain, it is important that you pull it down right away and replace that with what God says that you are. God says we are the righteousness of God. We are the head and not the tail. We are above only and not beneath. And so once you really start believing who you are and most importantly whose you are, it won't be so difficult to pull down those negative thoughts to, to you said, the effective repellent and ant spray. Right will be to really pull down that thought immediately and replace it with something good, something positive, something that affirms Absolutely. In the book, um, I mentioned ant spray. And so I, I, I'm the kind of person who really likes practical, hands-on, okay, that sounds good. How do I actually make it happen? So ant spray is my acronym. The S stands for stop. Whatever's going on, stop. Take a step back. Say to yourself, instead of, I am worthless, I am hopeless, I am a failure, no. You stop and say, okay, I'm having the thought that this is going on, and recognize that that's a story you're telling yourself. And if you've done that, then you can decide, is this a helpful thought or not? And if it's not a helpful thought, then you need to do something else. You can also use that S to stand for sonic value, like sound, okay? Turn up the music, crank up your gospel, do whatever you need to do, sing out loud, and then you're going you're gonna to take that step back and think about it. You're going to pray, and you're going to enjoy that 
that moment, and God can handle it. So whatever it is that's going through your mind, he already knows anyway. So let's tell him about it. Let's just let him have it and let him deal with it. And then the R is to review where are you now and what can you do for yourself? What kind of action could you take in this very minute that would make things better or at least get you occupied in something productive, something positive? And then Y is to yield Give it up. Just let go of it and just trust and keep on moving. That is awesome. I want you to say that. So the S is to stop and think. P is to pray. R is to review. And what was the A? Now I now my mind is blanking because I'm on radio. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. We're just having a conversation. Yeah, well, I, I outlined it so clearly in the book. But, yes, so you stop and you use some sound, you know, use your yeah. strategies. And then you're going to review what's going on, and you're going to ask yourself about that thought. Tell yourself that it is just a story. And then you're going to uh, take some action. Find something you can do that will make things a little bit better. You're, you're praying about it. You're you're acting on things, and you're doing yeah. something positive for yourself and then you can yield it all up to god and you can just be who you are how you are awesome. he knows yeah. he does know right so it's and isn't that the great thing that he knows so when we go to him we can just go to him with our guards down and and just be as open and honest as we can because he already knows anyway that's right and he can't you don't want to censor that you just want to let him have it he can take it <laughs> Absolutely. Now, let's talk about, okay, so the audience that you write for, is there okay. a target audience or, or, or I want you to, to talk about the, the, the type of audience that you are writing for and the message uh, that you want them to walk away with, two things that you want them to walk away with after reading your book. Okay. Well, it's hard for me to visualize a target audience in a very t- little picture because in my mind I immediately flash back to two things. First of all, the classes and the students that I had the pleasure to work with for years at the hospital, uh, and it was co-ed classes. Men outnumbered the women in the hospital. And then outside of the hospital, it, it seems to be reversed. More women are willing to talk than men. So you'll have more interaction in that way. But I'm, I'm looking at people um, who are in need of some support and some practical strategies, some way of moving past where they're stuck. Uh, so they're adults, and let me think. Um, at the tragic edges of depression, we see those same differences in suicide statistics. More men than women actually commit suicide, but more women than men consider or make the attempt. It's, if, if I try to pin the audience down to one gender, I have trouble. They are all adults. Uh, I have focused on that. However, I'm also now realizing that among children, suicide is a big risk. In fact, it's the second leading cause of death for children, adolescents, and young adults ages 10 to 19. And if that doesn't rock you, I don't know what can. Uh, We do live in a fallen world. So I'm looking, I'm writing this book openly for adults, hopefully believers, but you know what? I also hope non-believers will get a hold of it because there's encouragement. And, And all glory to God, every good gift is from God. So whether we're talking about treatments or medication or anything else in our lives, if it's a good gift, it's from God. We should not be afraid to reach out and use it. So that's that's kind of where I'm at as far as visualizing the audience. I'm still trying to narrow that field down a bit, and it's not easy. <laughs> well, I think it's good to just write because, I mean, it, it doesn't have to be narrowed down. Like you said, it right. can be for believers as well as non-believers. And I think if, if a non-believer picks your book up, and read it, I, I, I feel without a doubt that they will walk away really feeling the power of God and, and really having some things on their minds uh, as, 
as it relates to um, to salvation and knowing that God is a healer and that he can do all things but fail. Yes, he does. So on the on the topic of uh, now, I, I mentioned the extreme edges of suicide. That's I, I hate to go there, but on the other hand, I would hate not to go there and tell people there are 24-hour talk lines. If you or anyone you know, you are concerned that suicide is an issue, call those numbers. It's 1-800-273-TALK, and they're always there. You asked two things that I hope readers get from the book. If they get nothing else, I hope they get these two things. Number one, you are not alone. God is always with you. You have been incredibly designed and marvelously woven. You have things within you that you can make use of. You can stand. The second point, you are not helpless. There is great hope. So you may feel helpless, but that's the enemy too. So know that there are always things you can do. We talked about some of them. Taking action is a big piece of it. You'll find a lot more. I, I don't have time to go through everything, but just know there is great hope. You are not alone. That is awesome. I want to uh, remind our listeners we have uh, Miss Margaret Lollich here, and she she's here discussing her book, Overcome Depression, Strategies from Science and Scripture, and this faith-based, reader-friendly guide reveals how the brain works and offers more than 100 self-help strategies and recovery skills. The certified laughter leader successfully pulls back the curtain and reveals how our brains really work. She encourages everyone to read her book and states that you can discover powers in your biology and psychology and social life and learn how to turn them on to the glory of God. And so um, I want to also let uh, listeners know that our phone lines are now open. If you have a comment or if you have a question for Ms. Margaret and you would like to call in, please dial 657-383-0898. And it will give you a prompt to just press the number one that would alert us that you have a comment or a question, and we will bring you on the air. Again, the number to dial is 657-383-0898. So, Ms. Margaret. Uh-huh. Yes. As a writer, there are some challenges that, uh, you know, we face sometimes. What is one challenge that you face, and how have you overcome this challenge? Well, I think I think doubts and fears. You know, who am I to think I could write this? And what if I do it wrong? Or what if I leave something important out? Those kinds of things. Um, I wanted to make the book as enjoyable and reader-friendly as possible. And there comes a time when you're looking at your work when you you can go after perfection and wind up with analysis paralysis. Wow, <laughs> that's good. Analysis paralysis, because you're looking for perfection, that's good. Just write. You know, don't worry about uh, those things. Uh, th- that's why you have editors and, and you and you have publishers. And, you know, those people get paid to, to take care of, 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 the, of those aspects of writing. I think as a writer, it's so important that we just write, write, write. You know, don't worry about those things. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I know with your profession, and, and you said for 31 years, working in the field of mental health, is this something that has motivated you to keep writing? Um, and if so, what are, along with that, what are some other things that, that just motivate you and inspire you to keep writing? Well, I strongly believe that we are blessed to be a blessing to others, and I've been given much. So I do have this passion to share. The motivation for this book came from my students and also my personal life. Uh, My husband coped with cancer for quite some time, and he also was diagnosed with major depression. So, you know, as much as you think I've studied and I've tried to learn about it, it's a whole different deal when you're living it. And just hearing from people, I wanted to share 
a lot of the blessing that I have been given. So that keeps me going. As long as God keeps giving me the good stuff, I'm going to keep writing it. (laughs) That's right. And I believe because of your heart and just your willingness to share, Ms. Margaret, I think he's going to keep giving you the good stuff just because of that, just because of your willingness to open up and pour into others. Now, let's wind down a little bit, and I want you to share some things that you do in your spare time that don't include writing. You know, when you just have some me time just to relax and and some self-care time, what are some things that you do? Well, I... I love to read. I'm a voracious reader. I also love music, and I love to laugh. I like good movies, too. So, you know, The Upside was a great story, and The Greatest Showman, those both come to mind. I enjoy great conversations with people that I love and friends and strangers. (laughs) People. I love being with I can't even tell you how great it is to be able to hang out with my grandkids, my sons, my brothers and sisters, and family and friends. And Mexican trained dominoes is addictive. Now, my grandchildren are probably <laughs> laughing if they're listening right now because that happens when they come for a visit. We drag out the dominoes, and that's good for a lot of laughs, good talk, and good times. Oh, yeah. Did I mention I love to laugh? <laughs> Well, you know, let me tell you, I truly believe when they say laughter is good for the soul. Uh, I don't care what kind of tragedy you dealt with or challenges that you are dealing with, just being able to laugh in the midst of that, oh, my gosh. I think it just takes your brain to a different level when you're able to laugh in the middle of going through hard times and hardships, Margaret. Would you agree? Absolutely. It also has great health benefits, believe it or not. There's a ton of research that shows it does great things for your immune system, your brain chemistry, and the way you operate in this world. Absolutely. Now, let's talk about any upcoming events that you have. Do you have anything that's coming up that you want to share with the listeners? Well, um, last month I went to a writer's retreat at the Red House with some amazing folks. Um, I don't know if you've heard of them, but Kathy Lipp, Anna LeBaron, Tonya Kubo, and Susie Flory made that a standout experience. This month, on the 23rd, I'll be participating in a workshop on grief and depression. It's called Journey Through Our Grief, and that's through our church. If listeners want to contact me, I'd be happy to send off some materials I'm preparing for that. And then in the spring, there are some conferences and other opportunities that are coming up, but I don't have all the details on that yet. Okay. Well, well, why don't you uh, let the listeners know how they can connect with you and how they can purchase your book as well as get the information that you just spoke about for the upcoming conference. Okay. Well, my website is margaretlolich.com. I have an email address also, which is contact at margaretlalich.com. That's L-A-L-I-C-H dot com. Um, There's a regular blog on my website, and you can also leave comments or use the email address, and I'll be happy to respond to everyone who does that. What what have I left out now? (laughs) Awesome. Well, you you gave your email. You gave your website. Is there a phone number you would like to share, or would you just rather they contact you through your website or email? I think the website and email would be best. I'm sharing my phone right now with uh, with okay. my son. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. So, listeners, if you would like to reach out with Miss Margaret, please, her website is margaretlawlich.com. You can also email her at contactmarylawlich.com, and you can um, find out how to purchase this amazing book, Overcome Depression, Strategies from Science and Scripture. Now, Ms. Margaret, we are mm-hmm. down to our last question. And I want you to share with our listeners, what does the word conqueror mean to you? Well, conqueror is another way of saying overcomer. You you. You make it. You make it past whatever that hurdle is. You hold on, and you keep going. 
Um, and to me, that's it. You face the challenges, you know you're not alone, and you just keep moving on. I also remembered you asked me to tell you how the book is available, and I forgot to do that. It's available okay. on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and several other uh, uh, distributors. So, yeah, I, to me, conqueror means overcomer, and that's someone who can endure, someone who can keep going. You may get knocked down, but you're not out. Absolutely. Again, I want to uh, remind our listeners, um, the phone line is still open, 657-383-0898. And if you uh, don't want to call in, if you would just like to reach out and contact Ms. Margaret, again, her email address is contactmargaretlawlich.com. Or yeah, visit at, the website. at margaretlawlich.com. Okay, at margaretlawlich.com. And the website mm-hmm. is margaretlawlich.com. So you can go Correct. and um, contact her and schedule a consultation with her, find out how to purchase the book. And her book is on Amazon, guys. So you just go onto Amazon, type her name in, or type in the book. And um, I purchased the book, and I tell you, it is awesome. I love the um, the automatic negative thoughts. I love the repellent and the ant spray. And so I just want to encourage you guys to please, if you have not done so, head on over to Amazon, check her out, pull up the book. Um, you know, there's a, a preview of the book that Amazon allows you to see. So um, please Great. head on over and do that. Uh, Ms. Margaret, uh, is there anything else you would like to uh, let our listeners know before we before we end for the night? Yes, there is. I have one verse I want to share with you. Uh, it's First okay. Corinthians, chapter one, verse twenty-seven. Are you still there? Yes, ma'am. Okay, and it says, but God has chosen the foolish things of the world to put to shame the wise, and God has chosen the weak things of the world to put to shame the things that are mighty. So think about that. In my weakness and my foolishness, foolishness, there is assurance that I am chosen, and my dears, so are you. Awesome. And isn't that something that God finds us worthy worthy to be chosen, worthy of the call. And so with that being said, I want to thank you so much, Miss Margaret. This has been an amazing testament of hope and healing. And I want to thank you so much for just sharing uh, your heart and journey with our listeners this evening. I want to personally encourage you to just keep pressing forward as you continue to make such a positive and powerful impact in the kingdom. Keep teaching, keep inspiring those that you come in contact with, and I pray God continue blessings over you and everything that you do. Thank you so much. He sure has blessed me, and it's all glory to him. Yes, it definitely is. Well, thank you guys so much. That is our show for this evening. I want to, again, just recap. Uh, we had an amazing guest, Ms. Margaret Lollich, who uh, wrote Overcome Depression, and she stated that depression is not a sin and that you can pull down those automatic uh, negative thoughts, those ants, by using an effective repellent and ant spray. Stop. Pray. Review. Ask yourself about the thoughts and then yield. She says, depression is not your failure, and therefore you can tap into the power of your very own divine design. She reminded us that every good gift is from God, so do not be afraid to use it. You're not alone. The God is always there. You're not helpless, and there is always, always great hope. She says that God can reach down and that we can reach up and that the joy of the Lord is always there. It is in addition to the trials and the tribulations that we experience in life. And that is our show for this evening. Thank you guys so much for listening to the Conqueror's Cafe. Be sure to visit ConquerorsCafe.com to check out our resources, our prior shows, as well as our bonus content. And while you're there, 
subscribe to our website to stay updated on all of the great things that we're doing. We've truly enjoyed you all this evening. Don't forget to join us every Sunday evening right here at 7 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time for amazing testimonies of hope and healing. But before you go, I want you to remember that life can sometimes present a series of events that can lead us down paths in life that can be discouraging and full of frustration. We must remember that it is our relationship with God that sustains us when we reach our limits and we want to quit on this journey. You can do two things. You can stand firm and persevere or give up and give out. You have the power to choose, and the choice that you make has the power to alter the course of your destiny for the rest of your life. Have an amazing week, everyone, and remember to keep making the impossible possible by spreading your own broken wings as you continue soaring by the power of God, transforming your traumatic events into empowering moments. Until next time, I'm your host, Twyla Reed, your Tragedy to Strategy mentor. For speaking engagements or consultations, please email me at info at twylareed.com. And if you have a testimony of hope and healing that you would like to share with the world, let's connect. Good night, everyone. Take care. May God bless you.
Your name. 